Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards tolerated. Hello, I'm your host, Rain Law, and it's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. My email is rand at rand-lawrence, and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. Today's quote, calmness is the cradle of power. J.G. Holland. Today's haiku, Basho's death poem. Sick on my journey, only my dreams will wander these desolate moors. Basho. Today on AJNW News, a grim prognosis for my wife's cat, B.B. With B.B.'s imminent passage at hand, I wonder who will wake me up in the middle of the night puking or peeing in inappropriate places. Okay, other than me, but not so much about the puking. Still, it pains me to see my wife grieve. After all, all of her hardships, losing her brother and sister early and her father to an accident, separate incidents, by the way, and only last year, her mother passing. An event totally unrelated to me, despite what my mother-in-law might have been claiming at the time. Okay, maybe that's inappropriate humor, but... It might take your mind off of the inappropriate peeing. My sensei, Tom Manson, had always told me, you're living a good life if you can pee off the front porch and shoot your gun. I was unable to ascertain the meaning of his instructions. I wasn't sure if, if I was supposed to do those two things at the same time or intermittently. As it is at the time of this recording, it is still before Christmas, although by the time most of you hear this, it will be afterward. And after our trip to the vet, I will be able to determine if I should splurge and buy that extra can of tuna for the Christmas tree or not. I'm certain BB would like us to go ahead and purchase it just in case. After all, tuna in the can is like money in the bank for a cat. And while you can't take it with you, it is reassuring to know that it's there just in case you pull through. BB's only 17, if you know what I mean. B.B. had been a rescued cat that had been thrown from the window in front of one of my daughter's college classmates while they were traveling down the highway. Robin, my daughter, had nursed the cat back to health despite what the vet had said. And here, 17 years later, it appears the vet's prediction is coming true. I hope you don't find this morbid, but B.B. would find indifference to be the appropriate attitude to take. I think she was a Vulcan. But, despite all of her feigned indifference, she did enjoy sitting on my wife's lap every night. Now it's time for AJNW weather. Looking outside, I can see gray skies, drizzling rain. BB would find this completely appropriate weather for her passing. Perhaps it's true cats have some special sway with God, or at least the weatherman. Now it's time for AJNW traffic. Looking out the window, here comes a car, getting closer, closer, and it's gone. Now it's time for Adventure Seekers Welcome Jedi Ninja and Wizards Tolerated Sports. This weekend, I had seen football, basketball, racing, bowling, and I heard other people talking about boxing and MMA. The only fencing I had seen was on advertisements for insurance, and speaking of fencing, I heard Darth Vader died. Well, at least the actor who portrayed him. Black suit 
and a black cat. There must be some sort of connection. I mean, other than personality. Moving on to Q&A with Sensei. We have heard reports from various readers that the, the Tokushi Kenpo Student Handbook is well received, eliciting responses from old-time students dating wow, eye-opening. And I even got a reply from a Black Belt Hall of Famer stating that he would read it even if he wasn't bored. So I thought to myself, impressive, very impressive. Newsflash, this just in. The veterinarian said BB is too ornery to die. He also relates that she wasn't happy to see him, nor he to see her. After some quick emergency surgery, all will be fine. Well, at least in a few days after the doctor gets the stitches taken out. Coming up next, we will have a reading from the Mystic Dreamwalker series, book five, Jace Lee, No Agenda. We will pick up from where we left off last week. Jace had felt the need as some sort of inner stirring that had awakened in him, but he didn't know how to approach it or identify this elusive goal. He felt like he had been close to making progress on generating a spark every now and again, like Xander and some of the older masters could do. Still, the remote viewing, dreamwalking skills eluded him. It felt as if he had a calling to wander about. He did not know what he was looking for, but he was certain that this was how he was going to find it. Maybe seeing how happy Jade and Adam were made him feel the loss of not having a family of his own. He knew he didn't have to work for a living because he lived simply. The stipend that he received would be more than sufficient for his needs. In fact, he received enough from his stipend that he could make payments on a modestly priced country home, had enough for food, and he could purchase a car. That is, if he watched his budget and bought an economical vehicle. Living like he was, he didn't have to watch his budget. Beside the fact, when he had left, both Adam and Jade had told him to come back any time. They offered to let him teach private and group Aikijujutsu classes at their center whenever he felt the desire. Even though they didn't have a huge amount of students in the Aikijujutsu class, they knew money wouldn't be the driving force behind his return if it ever happened. Still, at the time, Jace left the people who were opting for private lessons made this a financially viable source of income. He was satisfied that Adam had made his first leap into the skill set several years ago, born out of necessity. When he had moved an ice cube under the foot of an attacker, this is even though Adam had not been able to replicate this feat since that time. Jace knew he too had gone through several long dry spells after initial success. In fact, he hadn't been able to shift water in the inner ear tubes until he was able to incorporate the feeling of slinging stones with it. Well, he called it water, but in reality it is filled with 
and a lump of fluid that is high in potassium and virtually no sodium but responds well to Jace doing the shift. This is a skill he had learned from throwing stones in his early dreamwalking visions with Xander before he had come to know him as Xander Davidson. Now Adam and Jade were receiving tutelage from Xander. So he felt this was a perfect time for him to spread his wings. Plus, he had no responsibilities tying him down. He felt his sister was now as safe as anyone can be in a world that tries to ignore trouble and danger by focusing on the mundane aspects of life. Hello, Jace. Is everything okay? Jade asked. Oh yeah, everything's fine. I just called to see how you two were doing. And I thought it was pretty close to the time you would be getting up. Jade knew that he always kept the call short because he called collect, even though money wasn't a problem. It was an old habit from their old work days and maybe a bit of a sense of thrift left over from living in the orphanage, even though they had no one to call. I love you, little brother. Will you come back for the holidays? She asked, hopefully. Sure, I don't see why not. I'm heading south for the next few weeks. There is a bit of a nip in the air, but I will plan on dropping by for Thanksgiving or Christmas. I bet you and Adam are the only people in Switzerland to celebrate the American Thanksgiving Day. Come for Thanksgiving and stay for Christmas, or even New Year's, she said. I'll think about it. Tell Adam to take care, he replied as he hung up the phone with their traditional closing of wishing each other to stay safe. As Jade ended her phone call, Adam asked if she thought Jace would show up, and she merely shrugged her shoulders. They continued talking about Jace for the rest of the morning as they prepared to eat their breakfast. Jade brought up the question of her brother's apparent lack of interest in women. It was something that her husband was used to being questioned about, as his wife would often be playing the matchmaker in her mind with different women that came into the fitness center. Adam let her entertain the possibility of introducing various girls to her brother the next time he was in town. He knew that her only interest was to make sure that her brother was happy. However, Adam's standard reply to his wife's question was that Jace never showed any interest in any women beyond a passing glance. I know, it is as if he had no emotions whatsoever. She almost always replied. Then on occasion, she would bring up the pretty young girl from the orphanage her brother used to talk about. But they had never dated. She had overheard her brother tell the young lady that she looked pretty and red. And ever after that, the girl made it a point to wear her red sweater whenever there was a function being held at the orphanage. She was certain that both of them had eyes for each other. One day, a family had started coming by and eventually adopted the young teenage girl. Neither Jace nor Jade had ever heard from her again. Jade 
was certain it was the last time she had ever seen her brother chatting with a female other than in an obligatory conversation. Meanwhile, late that next morning, Jace went downstairs and took a peek inside of the hotel restaurant to smell what they were having for breakfast. The aroma reminded him of soggy frozen hash browns that were slightly burned on the outside in a half-hearted effort to add some crispness to the soggy portions of flavorless starch. He wasn't sure, but the eggs also smelled as if they were some sort of congealed powder egg protein supplement. He decided to pass on the hotel fare. On his way out, he left his key at the front desk. As he headed past the front window, he tipped his white cowboy hat to the manager that had just retrieved the key from the counter. He walked down the street to a local storefront diner. Most places stopped serving breakfast by 10 a.m., but he stopped when he saw the front window of this local eatery advertising breakfast served all day. The place looked packed, so he took this as a good sign and stepped inside. The smell of fresh coffee and flapjacks on the grill being turned by the fry cook convinced him to stay for his morning meal. He had to wait at the counter for a spot to open up as all of the tables were full. Once he sat down, he played with the shift using the glass of ice water as he waited for someone to take his order. He held his finger above the surface of the water and watched as a drop of water would seemingly dip upward toward his extended digit. He did this so repetitiously as was his habit in almost every diner he visited. He did this partially as training, but it's also a test of the awareness of those around him. Most people that spied this happening figured that their eyes had fooled them, but every now and again he met someone who was awake, or at least awakening as dreamwalkers like to call it. He also noticed that the fry cook was breaking real eggs and not using a ladle to portion out a scrambled conglomerate from a can of previously scrambled eggs. He watched the cook add fresh ingredients to someone's order, and he thought about asking for the same. At the same moment, when the waitress asked what he was interested in, he changed his mind. I'll have your sunrise special with smoked turkey breast, he said, holding the small menu together. He'd seen the sunrise special advertised on a black chalkboard written with white chalk that was behind the counter. The meal consisted of two eggs with the choice of sausage patty or two strips of bacon or a slice of turkey or chicken breast and a giant buttermilk pancake. He had a cup of black coffee with his meal and got the location of the nearby discount clothing store from the waitress. When he was finished, he left a tip that was equal to the cost of his meal. As the weather had been gradually getting cooler, he decided to purchase a zip-up hooded sweatshirt 
to go with the new socks, underwear, printed rock and roll, t-shirt, and blue jeans. He knew his size, and it didn't take him but a few minutes as he was used to this routine. It didn't matter if he really liked the logo on this t-shirt or not, as he would only be wearing the clothes for a day or two at the most. Besides, the underwear and socks came in three packs, and he just stuffed the extra pairs into the pockets of the hooded jacket he had just purchased. He went down the road and borrowed the key to a corner gas station restroom where he changed his clothing and placed the soiled clothing in the shopping bag. Jace continued wearing the white cowboy hat and the white leather sneakers from before. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.